Hello, America. Welcome. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Today, we have Ukrainian expert Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who is going to be testifying for the impeachment hearing, the secret hearings. And boy, oh boy, we have his opening statement. Yeah, I read his opening statement uh, and... Wow, I see how it's being spun on TV, but I I got a problem with this. Uh, we'll talk about that, and I'll tell you exactly. I'll create a scenario for you so you really understand both sides of this argument. And we'll give that to you in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So Stu and I want to take you today and tomorrow through everything that's happening with the impeachment uh, and kind of explain it to you. But we, I I want you to, I want you to understand both sides and I want you to really understand what the left is, is claiming. And that is that Rudy Giuliani went over and met with a bunch of people, the, uh, the former prosecutors, the two former, they're like the, um, you know, the um, attorney general, two of them, the one that Joe Biden fired and the one that said, oh, well, now we've got a really good guy. He met with both of them at the same time, and they both said exactly the same things to him. Now, they're saying that this is when Rudy Giuliani just d- developed this conspiracy theory, and he took all of that information and he fed it to a really bad reporter and this bad reporter started laying the seeds of of uh, conspiracies and and there was a shadow government that started because of Rudy Giuliani and then Trump gets on the phone call and he's he says basically i need you to make this true or i'm not going to pay you that's in a nutshell what they are saying now they also have this other story of four people that Rudy Giuliani uh, uh, was representing. They were corrupt. They gave money to uh, Pete Sessions. Pete Sessions, of course, was corrupt. Then they wrote a check to a, uh, a, a what do you call them, um, a super PAC for Donald Trump of almost $400,000. And so Donald Trump is correct uh, or corrupt. I don't know about that stuff. I don't know who those guys really were. I'm trusting the Justice Department on that particular part of the story. And if there's something bad in there, then everybody involved should go to jail, no matter, let the chips fall where they may. But don't confuse that with the main part of the narrative. And that is that Rudy Giuliani developed this conspiracy theory using these two former attorney generals or general prosecutors uh, from the Ukraine, using their information to hijack our foreign policy against the wishes of our ambassador. And then Donald Trump said, you better do it or I'm not going to pay you any money. Now, the problem with this is, is there's too many people that are saying, yeah, well, he might have done this for Joe Biden. Right, Stu? Yeah. Uh, he he might have done this. He might have had, 
um, you know, Donald Trump was only doing this because he wanted Joe Biden. It's all political, right? It's there's no U.S. Correct. interest here. That's the main narrative driving this, Correct. right? Like, no U.S. interest. Trying to win an election, not trying to help the country. Okay. Well, that leaves out a couple of things. That timeline, and this is we're going to show this to you tomorrow, and then we're going to hook it up to the real timeline and show you how it all falls apart. That timeline that the Democrats are pursuing now on this impeachment is only picking up in 2018. So their entire timeline is is only like 18 months. They say all this corruption happened in 18 months. Well, now that leaves out a lot of stuff. That leaves out the fact that the prosecutors were being blocked from going to the United States by the State Department and by the embassy and the ambassador in Ukraine. That shows that 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 leaves out that they lost, lost seven billion dollars of our money. Where did that go? There's massive corruption and the alarm bells are ringing in uh, Ukraine and they're being blocked every step of the way. So let me not make this about Ukraine. Let me tell you a different story. Okay, one I think you could relate to a little better. Let's say that there is a uh, a bank. It's the Bank of the U.S. And uh, we are the biggest investor in that bank. And so we have all of our money. You have all of your pension. You have your savings account, your checking account. You have it all in this one big bank. And everyone's telling you this is the safest bank. This is the greatest bank. Nobody is telling you that this bank just lost $8 billion of your money. Okay, and they're getting ready to put another four hundred million dollars into it. This is your money. You're going to put your salary into that bank and no one has told you that they already lost much of your savings. Okay. Well, there's some a crack security team put in by the the last president of this bank. And this crack security team has had two leaders of this bank. And this, this security team has had two leaders of it, and both of them have said the same thing. Uh, the bank president is telling us to turn off the alarm system at night, and they're leaving the door open. And the bank president is, is letting some of your co-depositors in and they're just taking this money. And so they run it up the flagpole and they tell the president of the bank, uh, you know, the alarm system is on and some people are coming in in the middle of the night and stealing all of this money. And the bank president says, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And one of the people that you hired to oversee your money says, oh, my gosh, you have to fire this guy. But. The guy who's doing security says, but wait a minute, he's part of it, Mr. Bank President. The the guy who's, that's ridiculous. How could you possibly say I would be a part of this? I want to make sure all of that money is safe. You better fire him. You better fire that guy, Mr. Bank President. And so the bank president says, I'm going to do the other biggest investors. I got to do it. I got to do it. You're fired. Now, 
other investors in this bank have other problems with this bank president. And they hold their shareholder meeting and they throw that bank president out and they get a new bank president. And there's a new guy that the shareholders said when, you know, you got to fire this guy. I want you to hire this guy because this guy will get the job done. That guy comes in. And he finds the same thing. Wait a minute. There are some investors coming in in the middle of the night and taking the stuff. And the, and the bank is leaving the bank vault open at night. And they turn off the alarm system. I got to get this to the shareholders. The shareholders have to know. <gasps> How dare you? How dare you? So what happens? So that guy who was in charge of security reaches out to the last guy who was in charge of security and said, is this the stuff you were finding? And they both thought, yeah, right. The bank door is open and the alarm is off. Yeah, right. Okay, what do I do? Do I just bring it to the bank? No, last time I brought it to the bank president, he fired me. So you can't bring it to the bank president and don't bring it to the board of directors because the board of directors are part of it. They're getting some of the money. We got to tell the shareholders. We have to tell the people who have their deposits in here. I know. Well, I tried to do that and they keep blocking me. Well, they're not going to block me. And so they gather up all of this evidence and they go to one of the attorneys of the board of directors and say, we got to get this to the shareholders. And they block that attorney blocks the security guys from getting it to the shareholders to warn anyone. I, I got to get this information. Well, the two guys who are in charge of security finally say, you know what? I know somebody. I know somebody who is in charge, actually in charge now of that fund. He's a new guy. And I know an attorney who knows one of his attorneys. And we got to get to him because he'll take this information to the shareholders. And so what happens they try to get it to the attorney, and the attorney, hired by the shareholders, the attorney says, oh, I got to see this, but wait, I want to make sure everybody knows. Hang on just a second. And he goes public and goes on the record and goes to the media and says, I've heard really bad rumors that our money is being stolen out of the bank and the bank is turning off the alarm at night and they're leaving the door open now i don't know if any of that is true but i've met with the two heads of security the past one and the current one and they're both telling me the same thing and i have other people saying the same thing as well and they're frantic to get it in fact when they tried to get that information to you they've been trying for three years your board of trustees have been blocking it They've been blocking getting this information out. So they gave me all of the files, and I'm bringing it down to police headquarters. And he brings it down to police headquarters. And the guys who did the, all the security for the bank, they're like, don't bring it to police headquarters. They know about all this. They know about this. They're not going to do anything. And But your representative brings it to police headquarters because that's what you do. You present the evidence, and then they sit on it. They do nothing. Nothing. Meanwhile, you're being told you got to make that deposit. You have to have that. You got to put all of that money into that bank. And your representative says, you know what? I'm only putting it in that bank 
if I get the bank president to say we're investigating all of these things, I want to know where the money went. I want to know who on the board of trustees is dirty. I want to know who was using our money. I want to know who turned off the alarm. I want to know who was responsible for keeping the vault door open at night. I want to know why you were fired. And when you announce that you are going to look into these things, because I want your ass on the record, you've already lost $7 billion of ours. I'm not giving you another $400 million. I want to know. Does anybody have a problem with that? It, wouldn't that be a responsible thing a steward of your money would do? Now, that doesn't mean that the bank is dirty. That doesn't mean that what, that what those two guys said was right. But they have all kinds of documents. They already have put people in jail for this in their own banking system. Seems pretty reasonable. But what do the board of trustees do? Some of the board of trustees say, oh, my gosh, look at this. Your attorney, your representative went over to gather all this information just to smear this bank. And I believe he was going to try to rob this bank. I believe what he was going to do was tell people to leave the alarm off and keep the door open so he himself could go in and rob the bank. You would never buy into this. You wouldn't be fooled for a second. You would know what was going on. But because we've made this about politics, we refuse to boil it down and look at it in the light of day and say, this is most likely what was happening. Does that make sense, Stu? Did I, does that analogy work? Uh, yes, I think it does. I think it's a much better defense than the one the the administration is offering right now. Which is what? Right. I mean, they're like, well, no quid pro quo. Oh, well, no, they're doing this behind closed doors. You know, like they're doing a lot of that sort of like, I don't know, the process stuff. I mean, the point here is that if if you look at this and the media is doing this completely, they are assuming what you're saying is not true, that the motivation behind Donald Trump is that he just wanted to take out Joe Biden so he can win an election. It has nothing to do with, with the money. It has nothing to do with national interest. And if you assume that, well, yeah, it looks really bad. Um, if you assume uh, that maybe he had uh, a uh, responsibility to chase after $7 billion that's missing, it doesn't look quite as bad. Uh, so the, the issue here is, I think you can look at that and say, you know, the left is going to look at Donald Trump and say, I don't believe him, right? I don't, I don't think he cares about, about corruption. I don't think he cares about the U.S. interest. I think he cares about beating Joe Biden, okay? And that's what the left is going to say. I, and, but what they're, what they're also going to say is, I think all the best intentions of Joe Biden in this situation, of course, he was just following a national interest. And it's like when you combine those two things together, well, of they're course deadly. you come out, right? Mm-hmm. Of course you come out with a, with a terrible picture of, of Donald so Trump. L- let, me, let me say this. If, if we were talking about somebody who lost their house it's 2009 they lost their house from you know freddie and fanny mm-hmm. and freddie and fanny we know they were just they were the worst when it came to the housing crisis countrywide okay and 
they were they had put this person into a really bad situation. They took their house away. They knew that person didn't have a way of paying for it. They just screwed this person's life up, even though that person knew, well, I really shouldn't. But I'm trusting them. Their life is totally screwed up. Maybe their wife kills themselves because of it. Okay. Then that investor, that homeowner that was screwed over by the head of Countrywide, goes, gets a gun, and he shoots the head of the Countrywide. Now, we might all say, well, I kind of understand how he felt, but we also say he shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. And so we, we go after the guy who shot the guy at Countrywide. But we also investigate Countrywide. We also don't look if somebody is mm-hmm. if, so, if somebody is doing something illegal and somebody else does something out of emotion and reacts. OK, let's get the guy who did emotion. That, that's fine. But let's not dismiss what caused that guy, especially when it's going to affect all of us. See, what Donald Trump is saying is everything that they said I did, they were doing in Ukraine and they're still doing it. And it's a danger to our security. They're bilking. Where did the $8 billion go? What can you do? Think of this. What can you do with a black $8 billion? A box that nobody knows that cash is in. What could you possibly do with it? Well, I think we better ask the State Department that question. Where's that $8 billion? A lot of fun parties, I'll tell you that. Eight yeah, billion dollars. It's 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 a lot of Papa John's pizza, uh, maybe uh, several cases of Bud Light. It's a fun football weekend watching some TV. I'll tell you that, and probably a little bit more. And that's I think the case they need to make, which is look, seven billion dollars are missing. The only way seven million billion dollars goes missing is if there's corruption at the highest levels. The highest level we know that was involved in this country is Joe Biden. I'm asking that because I'm concerned about where this money went. That's why I was asking for an investigation. Right. It was also Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and more. More You're in a minute. Listening to Glenn Beck. I'm going to give you the elevator pitch for the administration and all those who care about um, the impeachment and want a thorough investigation uh, done. I'm going to give you the the elevator pitch. I'm going to give you two or three 30 second elevator pitches coming up at the top of the hour. Does that mean you're going to you're going to give me the Barry Manilow music, but it's going to be by uh, Ray Conniff? <laughs> Is that what that is? That the no, elevator exactly pitch? <laughs> I don't know. It's Barry Manilow and Ray Conniff singers. Well, that's an elevator. That's what I hear in the elevator. Right, the Ray Conniff right, singers right. singing the hardcore Barry Manilow songs. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, have you seen the new robot, the battle robot, the robot that uh, going to be a soldier for us, going to fight our wars really soon? Oh, no. Yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah, you got to see this. This is okay. amazing. Can we uh, take a look at? So the robot does pretty much everything. He's going to hand it a gun. Starts oh, this firing is not at the. Good. Starts firing at the targets. Plus, they push it around while it's doing it. 
just continues to do its thing. They hit it with a hockey stick. It still hits the target. They kick it down. Uh, I mean, they're mistreating the robot, so that's oh, wow. thing that one. was pretty impressive. He rolls over on his back. The robot doesn't hit the... Now they're spinning it around. See if it'll... Throwing things at it. Still hits its target. And it's pretty amazing. Then they give it a rifle. Jeez, they throw it a rifle. It trips over a barrel. It gets back up. This is not... This is like Westworld, man. I don't like this. Robots laying there on the ground. Gets up. Now, a human steps in front of the target. Then it won't shoot. Then it starts shooting again. They kick it. They push it. They hit it. It still won't fire at the humans. Okay, so people went crazy over the weekend. Because this is obviously a little bit frightening. A it, little bit? A little bit frightening. Yeah. It, it just doesn't happen to be real. That's an, a, Oh, a this CGI. is Boston Dynamics. Yes, it's not Boston oh, Dynamics. thank goodness. <laughs> the robot is really not real. real. But it doesn't it? Yeah. That's, looks a, that's absolutely real. Really good CGI. However, my thing is, that's going to be real pretty yes, soon. Yes, it is. We've seen the Boston Dynamics mm-hmm. robots. Yeah. What are we, five years away from that? Maybe 10? No. It's coming. We're going to have to decide what we're really going well, to do so we- <laughs> when the technology exists. You think? <laughs> yes. You think? Yes. Uh, the, uh, the, there is a group of scientists, leading AI scientists, who say they um, have signed a, uh, a global request. Do not teach AI to kill do not right. weaponize AI. Uh, and mm. it's falling on deaf ears. Russia's doing it. China's doing it. Oh, we're doing it. Someone's going to do it, though. You can say all yeah. you want. Don't teach yeah. it. At and some if Russia point, and China are doing it, don't we have to do it? Yeah, at some point, Dr. Evil is in right? a mountain, and he just has well, to teach AI DARP, to do this, right? right. Somebody DARPA does. is, yeah. DARPA is um, playing for second position. They know somebody's going to do it, and it'll be like Russia, and it'll just be dark. Mm-hmm. And so we're working for, mm-hmm. and I think this is really good, we're working to be number two, and they know it's going to take longer, but they have to try to figure out how to create something that will fight for us. It's, I, can we do that? Is that doable? I don't know. We're talking and about alien life. In time? I don't know. Because I, you know, the, the, uh, it's good to have somebody else carry this. Yeah, load. I'm, I'm, this really kind of, uh, kicked me into gear because, uh, that's really clear on how dangerous that will be when it's available and it will be available soon. I mean, these, the real Boston dynamics robots are doing a lot of that stuff. They're just not doing it with a gun now. I mean, they're jumping, they're doing 360s in the air, they're running around, they trip, they get back up again. I mean, they they, could do this. They could do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and this is, this is a highly advanced uh, idea of, of, of what looks like a person essentially walking around on two feet, but like something like a drone or something. I mean, they can't, that sort of thing would you think would be easy. Something that just flying in and doing these things. It's just a matter of of figuring out what target they're going to take out, take out. Well, think Uh, about a drone the size of a bee. That could sting you and kill a person. 
So you just want to kill one person. Mm-hmm. You want to kill a head of state. Yeah, you just put poison in it. Just put poison in the bee stinger, and it's a little teeny drone, yeah. and it knows exactly who, and just stings that person, and they're dead, and then flies away, and there's no evidence. <laughs> I'm sure Russia's not thinking of it, doing that. No. No, considering they've no. actually like done but, these things, except they just have people yeah. walk up yeah, with, a, <laughs> with an umbrella and just stuff it in your eye. <laughs> I'm flying away now. And they'll even do that in other countries. They I don't know. care. They don't care. Right. So with that kind of enemy, don't you have to be combating that and with the same kind of technology? I don't know if you can wait to be second. Uh, I don't know if you can not create that kind of technology. Well, I think, and I don't know this, but I think the government is uh, leading a Manhattan project themselves with DARPA, I think. On AI? Yeah. yeah. You have to believe they are. I hope you have so. to. They know whoever so. is, whoever is, whoever gets this rules the world mm-hmm. for a short period of time. For a short period of time. Now, I was told this weekend, and, and I don't know how true this is, but I was told this weekend that we already have general intelligence, and it is hooked online. I don't know if I believe that. It mm. came from a pretty good source, but again, you don't know for sure. And this is basically general intelligence is like step two of three. Yeah. Right. First, we have we already have artificial intelligence. Right. Artificial That's the intelligence. Basic stuff. You're dealing with that yeah. all the time. Correct. Yeah. And it's and it can do one thing really, really well. The next step is to get that one program to do, you know, a bunch of different a things. bunch of things. You know, a thousand different things. We can do thousands of things as as an intelligent being. We can read a book. We can. Well, some of us can fix a car. None of us can, but, uh, you know, we can do all kinds of things. And the artificial intelligence is only qualified to do one. So the next step is to get artificial general intelligence where it can do a whole myriad of things like a human being. You don't want that one connected online because the step between AGI, artificial general intelligence, and ASI, artificial super intelligence, where it can do many things, if not all things, much better than any mind or all of our minds if we were in a Borg situation and all thinking alike, it's still superior to that. And uh, that comes from being connected and being able to have access to everything. And once it also has access, it is in every chip that is connected to the Internet. So you can never get rid of it or kill it. And we have Google telling us that they've come up with this quantum technology, too, where uh, the latest thing they said was that their quantum technology will solve a problem that a normal supercomputer takes 10,000 years to solve okay ibm said that's two minutes and 20 seconds yeah ibm said that they could do it in 200 seconds the same the same thing so they say that's not quantum computing it might have used a quantum computer to do it yeah they said we have not there we have computers that can do do the same thing and in 200 seconds or two and a half ten thousand years yeah yeah they said it's i thought it was two years i thought that what they said was we can do it in two and a half years not ten thousand years isn't that what they said no i don't think so I don't know. I thought it was like two and a half minutes. 
I'm kind of the opinion that I, I'm totally fine <laughs> with them doing artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence, artificial super intelligence. Totally fine with it. Just every single thing that you use it on, you should install Microsoft Outlook so you know at some point it's going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> you always have a, a fail What I really like, it, I want Apple to develop it so it continually unplugs itself every time it tries to reach you. If you're within three feet of that thing, it's Forget gotcha. It. <laughs> California is on fire again. Uh, they're blaming it again on uh, the power companies. I mean, when 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 is California going to learn? When is California going to learn? How many people have to die in California before they realize you've got to clear the underbrush? They haven't been interested in doing that because the little furry bunnies. You know, they might die in it and their habitat will be, you know, disturbed. Yeah, yeah. But everybody's habitat is disturbed. And more than little furry bunnies die when you don't do controlled burns and you don't clear out the underbrush. This is so frustrating for the rest of us because California, we don't hate you. We'd like to come visit you from time to time. Well, not you, but... Your weather, we'd like to come visit your weather from time to time. You have the greatest state, the most beautiful weather, some of the most beautiful scenery. You have the Pacific Ocean. You know, a lot of us would like to live there, but damn it, you people keep screwing it up so bad that no matter how badly anybody wants to live there, I'm sorry, I know I'm speaking from my own personal point of view. I've always wanted to live in California. I grew up on the West Coast. California is beautiful. It has the weather I have always wanted to live in. And they continually screw it up. Now, I I can tell you, when you put that policy in... I was young. My grandfather was screaming at the top of his lungs, these people in California are too damn stupid to live in that state. They're going to end up burning it down to the ground. Well, gee, what are you doing? You're burning it down to the ground. And it's not the power company's fault. It's your fault for, for not wanting to disturb anyone's habitat. You ha- it is a natural process. And if you don't want a wildfire, you have to have controlled burns or you have to go in there and just clear the underbrush yourself and burn it someplace else. Otherwise, everyone's habitat is going to be lost. How many fires do you have to have before you realize it? It's not global warming it's the dumbasses that are running your forest service. Oh, I'm so, I get, I, I lose my mind. It's increasingly difficult to make a weather-based argument when the state is constantly on fire. Uh, it doesn't really matter how nice the, the weather is when it's 197,000 degrees right where you are. 
Uh, and that kind of is the problem right now with with California. And I, they don't know, seem. They, I mean, and all it is is blame, right? It's blame. But uh, hey, well, this this electricity company is greedy, and 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 in the, the the war the earth is warming, and, and and it's like all these things except for the actual steps they could be taking. It's even if it is global warming and the electric company, you know, it would stop these from burning out of control. Clearing the underbrush. The underbrush. Yeah, but bunny, I mean, bunnies though. Oh my gosh, I can't. I just can't take it. People, these people, it's the, you know what they are? They're the people in the Bible. They're the people in the Bible that just get destroyed and you're like, well, how didn't you see that one coming? You know, you're the ones in the Bible that you're reading about and you're like, no, no, don't do that. Did you read three pages before? <laughs> you're all going to be wiped out. You, that is exactly what we're watching in California and the rest of the country, quite frankly. It's sad, too, because, you know, California is one of those states where there's a real split about how these things should be handled and about about 45 percent of the population i think has the right ideas they're like hey this seems insane why are we spending all this money and why are we doing things this way and why aren't we dealing well we have a drought of course we haven't built a reservoir since 1972 (laughs) but i don't think more people live in the state than they did in 1972 Oh. All, all that 45% of people who completely disagree with the way the state is run, they are victims of this, right? Yep. I mean, they just sit there and have to deal with it every year. And it's got to be really frustrating, man. I mean, I, I, you know, uh, this is why I like, a, you know, a state that, that I think, uh, you know, thinks about things the right way most, most of the time. Not all the time, but most <laughs> of the time. time. Most of the time. It's a little scary here. But, you know, I grew up in Connecticut. I was born in New York. Ooh. I live in a lot of states where Ooh. I was the victim of the government's policies. It's nice to be in a state like Texas where the mm. alternate is, is reality. These power companies, they're causing sparks. We should shut down all the power. They shut down all the power. These power companies are greedy. They don't want people to have power. <laughs>